Welcome to Chucking a Sickie. This week, I can't go to work because, look, frankly, my heart song sucks. I cannot sing, but I can tap dance. So I need to focus some more time on my sweet, sweet dance moves to replace my heart song. You'll understand one day. I'm your host, Harry, and each episode, we invite a very special guest and go through their perfect day off. From the excuse they used to get off work, to the song that sets a tone for the day, their favourite meal, and of course, their adventurous afternoon. A real-life Ferris Bueller's day off. We have a lot of exciting episodes coming up, from comedy superstars to bands, playwrights, actors, and hell, maybe even Lovelace. But this week, we have the great Grace Jarvis. Grace is a hilarious Queensland-raised stand-up comedian. She has also written articles that have been published about her love for public transport, more specifically buses. We'll speak about that in the pod. Grace is taking her show, This Is The Last Goldfish That I Am Ever Going To Eat For You, to the Edinburgh Festival Fringe from the 2nd to the 27th of August this year. Make sure to buy your tickets. Links to the show are in the description below. As always, make sure to rate, review and subscribe. It really means a lot to us. But for now, pull out that thermometer and get ready to call your boss because it's time for Chucking a Sickie. <coughs> Chuck, Chuck a Well, Grace, thank you so much for coming on Chucking a Sickie. Thanks for having me. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. Now, to start off your perfect sick day, we have to go to the worst job you've ever had. Uh, so what has been the worst job that you've ever had the unfortunate, unfortunately had to do? Um, I, I've been pretty like lucky as far as like jobs that aren't particularly uh, menial, I suppose. But when I was 18 uh, and in uni in Brisbane, I worked the, um, I was a bartender at a pub in the valley uh, okay. <laughs> and it was truly horrific. Um, I hated it so much. Um, it was just like wasted people because it was like the pub that was open the latest as well. Oh, God. So it was like it's yeah. where everybody ended up. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with Rick's, um, but I uh, they owned two pubs. Like they owned Rick's and RG's and I mostly worked at RG's, but I um, occasionally worked at, at Rick's and it was... Truly nightmarish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was 18 and I didn't drink, uh, so I didn't care about other people's drinks at all. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it was like until four in the morning and there'd be just like yeah. a man, a manager yelling at me that I wasn't smiling enough and I'd be like, it, th- these people are wasted. Like they're <laughs> yeah. not seeing my face. Like it so yeah. doesn't matter if I'm smiling. I, yeah, uh, they yeah. don't care at all. Not a single bit. No, and I think being the one that's opened up the latest is by far the worst bar you can ever work at. Like I want a oh bar that God. closes at like 9 p.m., a hundred percent. Yeah. I love any bar that I go into now where the staff look mad that I'm there. I'm like, I feel safe because yeah. there's clearly no one yelling at you to give me customer service. And I don't want customer service. I just like bring me the thing I ordered. That's it. I, yeah. I do not need you to smile or make conversation. I please, please do not do that. If you don't need to, I, I implore you not to use all your emotional energy. Interesting choice of working at a bar when you don't drink. How did you go about making making the drinks, uh, I guess, without knowledge of how they're meant to taste. 
poorly um, <laughs> and with a lot of guesswork and like laminated um, sheets that were like, this is what is in a Long Island iced tea. And I was like, wow, it's crazy. It's no iced tea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but somehow every kind of liquor, why would you do this to yourself? Yeah. Um, and beer, I, I actually got okay at pulling beer by the end, but it was just like a lot of it was me being 18 and yeah. old men being like, all right, fine, I'll take yeah. this. Like, we'll you know, allow like, it. Yeah. Sorry, it is uh, mostly head. Um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I tried my best. They did not train me on this at all. No, um, it's an acquired skill, the pouring of a beer. I've never been able to do it. Too much froth at the top. I know. It's the angle. And then you're not supposed to have to put the tap in the glass, but I've, yeah. I did that and that's <laughs> yeah. unsanitary but also if you're in the pubs I, I like if I, you're in where i was working you're unsanitary also like yeah it's just, everything everything is a bit grimy someone be fucking asking me to like i don't know pull like a clog out of a toilet while i'm like pulling the like wet mats out the back to hose down oh, like God. horrific yeah. just disgusting <laughs> yeah i used to sometimes in the middle of the night i would like i would get the hot tap and just get a pint glass of hot water and put red cordial in it. <laughs> just, yeah. a pint, just a pint of hot red cordial to just pet oh, me up. Why hot though? I've never had yeah. hot cordial before. Because it was cold and I don't <laughs> drink coffee. Yeah, okay. Yeah, in Brisbane in the middle of the night. But yeah, also my family's from New Zealand and my like hot raro is like a thing. And he's like... Red cordial is not raro, but, you know, culturally I'm familiar with hot cordial, I suppose. Yeah, okay. So red cordial I think is pretty much the same as a coffee, though. I feel like there's very little difference in the amount of energy that you get from it. You would think, but it turns out I have both autism and ADHD, so no <laughs> stimulant does anything to me, let yeah. alone sugar. <laughs> so you're pumping down the red cordials. People are like, wow, really slamming down those drinks. You're like, this does nothing to me. This is just just rotting my teeth at this point. <laughs> yeah. um, my mum would be furious. Um, yeah. yeah. I, my favourite part of the job was at the end of the night when they would be like shutting the, cause the lockout laws start were like implemented while I was working there. So we started yeah. having to do um, ID scans and like cutting people off from shots and doubles at midnight, which mm, already shame. I was like, I don't care about this and <laughs> yeah. you care a significant amount. And I feel very unsafe. And they're like, well, yeah. we used to be. And I'm like, yeah, well the law has changed. I'm not in charge of that. And yeah. once again, I am an 18-year-old girl. <laughs> I'm very um, underqualified to change regulations. You know? I, yeah, so I could, like I don't even know if I can sign a petition at this point. Like yeah. I haven't even voted yet. Like I, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, my favorite part of the job was yeah, at the end of the night, like they would shut the doors, be like, no one else is coming in. Everyone else has to eventually go out. So it was like doors are shut no one can come in but the rest of you can stay in until four and then at four you had to go around collecting any undrunk drinks because they weren't allowed to be drinking and oh. that's a crazy you, like, job like like trying to steal it off them i'd be holding that like you know after like the last coconut on an island they were and i was like i'm <laughs> yeah. sober and you are not and maybe you'd be yeah. a better person if you were sober but i don't know that for a fact so yeah. i have a lot yeah, of resentment so... towards the attitude you're giving me who once yeah. again is not in charge <laughs> yeah. um but i would eventually get to stand on a milk crate and take all the pourers off all the liquor bottles and put all the caps back on. And it was my favorite part of the job because I got a big tub of lids 
and I got to match the lids to the bottles. Yeah. <laughs> so help well, me, if you asked me for a glass of water while I was doing that, I would lose my fucking mind. <laughs> I was like, fuck. You know, I've already dried the whole thing and yeah. now you want water. <laughs> Did you ever do like a mix and match just to go a bit crazy some nights and decide some no. lids on other bottles? Well, sometimes the manager would be like, you're doing it too slowly. Just put whatever lid on whatever bottle. And I'd be like, this is my only joy. Please <laughs> yeah. don't take this from me. <laughs> I love uh, it's the little so things much. that get us through at 4am in the morning. That's for yeah. sure. I yeah. mean, it sounds like a pretty awful job, especially if you're not drinking. Because I feel like at least if you are having drinks along the way, it might take the edge off the fact that you're dealing with people that are um, probably not, not of their best form at, at 4am in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, and they would have karaoke on a Wednesday and oh, I would just be forced God. to watch karaoke. One time I got, um, I think I worked a day shift there twice. So I was working all night and then I would go to work in my auntie's office during the day. Um, and then I was How like, you beauty. survived. Insane. <laughs> That is insane. It was uh, it was very un uh, very unsustainable. I was only doing it for that like eight month period because I was yeah. saving up for my semester abroad. And I when I like was like put I was like I'm going I I was um I was studying at Oxford Brooks University, but I just said I'm going to Oxford, and they went Oh wow <laughs> yeah. okay, and I was like Yeah, yeah you can Got think a- I'm as as successful as you need to think I am. Yeah, I mean it's only the first half. It's still Oxford technically. It was the town of Oxford. I was in it. <laughs> I was just at the the other... It was still a very good uni, much better than the one I was at in Brisbane. (laughs) All Um, the work that you're doing in Fortitude Valley. Yeah, yeah, very much so. (laughs) I I worked a day shift there, I think, twice. Once was on a Saturday and it was like um, recovery... Which is like a whole thing. Oh, I yeah. It's what they do at weddings, right? Like the day after the wedding, you have like yeah. a recovery event. Yeah. Yeah, except it wasn't a wedding. It was for like one of the university colleges balls. Oh, God. Oh, no. No. So I went to college my first year of uni um, because just that's what all the country kids kind of, private school country kids kind of do. Like y- y- you go from essentially a boarding school to a different boarding school but for uni and so my my parents were just like I mean this is what everyone's doing and I was like I mean I didn't have a great time at school in the first place but I guess let's go where they're going um and I didn't (laughs) I didn't go to the university more of them great yeah yeah exactly I didn't go to University of Queensland I went to Queensland University of Technology so I was living on campus at a university I was not attending (laughs) so it was was weird that's so weird yeah, it's it's very odd, and it's only people who like don't already live in Brisbane who do stuff like that, where it's just like we don't know, we don't know the big city. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so my first year of uni, I was actually in in college, and I yeah. went to a couple of balls because, again, I am naive and romantic, and I was like, I love to wear a pretty dress and dance. That's not <laughs> yeah, what they're about. It's not it's at absolutely all. not the point. The point is to get as drunk as possible on the worst wine. And I didn't drink, let alone bad wine. I was like, I can't. Yeah. I can't Terrible have, is combination. There, is there even food? Like, I just wanted to dress up and, like, yeah. dance. A, there's not even a dance floor. Like, what's happening here? Yeah, it's how quickly can we use all the free drinks until there's Literally. no bar tab left. That's, Literally. That's always seems to be the aim. And I was like, oh, I was just in it for the outfits, maybe a kiss. Yeah. Like, I'm not. Yeah, nothing and every- crazy. And everyone's like in their first year of uni. So like a kiss means you're fucking. And I'm like, oh, that's not where I'm at. <laughs> no, no. I mean, a Can kiss. We- 
Can we please go back to year 10 where there was no yeah. alcohol, just food and dancing and people were standing on the other sides of the room. That's Very my high ideal school ball. rules for me, if you could. So yeah. I went to a couple of balls, but I never went to a recovery because I was like, I'm not waking up. I went, I'm not waking up at six in the morning after I was just out till midnight. Like I'm asleep. Like I, so I, so I never went to one. So I sort of didn't understand what they were, but people would come back from them and I'd be like, well, that sounds awful. And then this (laughs) day I, um, they do this thing where they put food coloring and water in their mouths and then they wear all white and they spit it at each other. And I was like, my goodness. I was like, everybody's getting glandular fever. Like, why would yeah. you do this? That would not I'm... fly today at all. No, well, I think they still do it. Well, actually, COVID, you're right. No, they can't still yeah, do it, sure surely. Not. I mean, but even back then, it, surely that wasn't okay. You're literally just spitting at other people. Spitting. I was like, I. everyone's calling me like a prude for not wanting to participate. I'm like, <laughs> I had glandular in high school. I don't need it again. I'm not even yeah. scooping drinks out of the big jungle juice bucket because I don't <laughs> want to get hand, foot and mouth disease. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I had to work the bar for one of these recoveries and it was genuinely one of the worst days of my life. Like people were like throwing up and then continuing to drink and like being mad at me for not giving them drinks fast enough and spitting spitting at each other. Then they were out of there by like 11 and I'm there like scrubbing fucking food coloring out of a (laughs) couch in the Rick's backyard. Like, Uh. I mean, that sounds ugly worse than the 4am. That sounds worse than the 4am by far. Luckily, that was only one particular day. Um, And I was like, I went into it like, oh, they finally given me a day shift. Like maybe I'm moving up in the world. (laughs) No, I'm fucking not. No one else wanted to do this. It was a (laughs) downgrade. Yeah, this is punishment, if anything. It's because you were taking too long to put the bottle caps on. You (laughs) you aren't allowed enjoyment in this job. Not at all. (laughs) That is for sure. I mean, that sounds really awful. And it's funny that you mentioned you were doing that around the time you were 18. Because I know when you were 19, you actually got the name of your latest show. Um, (laughs) Which is, this is the last goldfish that I am going to eat. Which is coming to Edinburgh Fringe, which we're really excited about. Tell us a bit about how you came to this name. Well, I must have been... Actually, I must have been 19 working at the bar. I I apologise. Because I started comedy in my... The end of my first year of uni um yeah. and so by the, oh no I, I would have yeah I would have been 18 it was like the eight months before um I, like my second semester second year that I was going overseas um and so I started comedy and my 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 dad was immediate my parents are the most supportive people in the world yeah, like right. my parents are so supportive <laughs> not only of me but of all comedians who I am even associated with. Like, you get in my that. corner, my parents are in your fucking corner. Like, they're not even in your corner. They've, they've, got, a, they've got a couch there. They're not sitting yeah, yeah. on each other. They're sitting they're excited ticket. to be there. They've got notes. They're excited. Yeah. They're, they're up the back going, you're doing a good job if it's just yeah. the two of them in the show. Like, That's so great. supportive. Laura Davis, who um, directed my show this year, her... Like they went to see her show, obviously, because she's directing me and they went to see her husband's show because like, yeah. <laughs> they're supportive by like a network of any, anyone who's vaguely colored. Even if I've mentioned my mom, like someone to my mom on the phone, yeah. they've never met her. Just know if you are currently pursuing a career in the arts in this country <laughs> yeah. and you know me vaguely, my mom is so proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> she thinks you're doing such a good job. The issue with that, sorry, is, is sincerity, right? Like, she's so excited, but it sounds as though that she, they're both genuinely just so happy to be supporting people, which is just the nicest thing you could say about anyone ever. Truly. My dad, when he comes down for Melbourne, which he does, they've come down 
I've done three Melbourne comedy festivals now. They've come down for all three. This year <laughs> they saw my show like six times, bought a ticket every <laughs> night, which I'm like, this is just a roundabout way of giving me money. Yeah. <laughs> I can comp you in. And they're like, no, no, we want your stats up. Like I, yeah, yeah. important. And they were like, I like that you changed this part from the, like they have, they, they've got notes. <laughs> yeah. They're really taking it in. Yeah. People are like, do your parents, like, do you have, do you change your show when your parents are in? And I'm like, I can't, they're in every night. I like, it's not <laughs> like I can just edit it on the one night they're in there. They yeah. have seen it all, man. The joke about me doing ketamine, all the jokes about my dad being a veteran. Like he's, they're a fan of them. It. They've got, yeah. They're like, what if you said this? What about this story actually? Like it's incredible. Do they get disappointed if you don't say certain jokes? They're like, you missed this one tonight and I was really hankering for it. <laughs> so, yeah, they truly do. They're like where was That's that story? Great. And I was like, oh, I forgot it tonight, I guess. Yeah. Um, but so my, my dad, I was like, I'm going to do stand-up comedy. And I went back to Toowoomba and I was like, I'm going to write. I wrote, I was like, I was writing my first ever comedy set with my dad, like in my living room um, and being like, do you think this is good? Like, what do you think yeah. it is? And he was like so upset that he, that I wouldn't let him come down to watch me do it. I didn't, I don't think I let him watch me for like a few months. Before. I mean, I think that's like, okay. Cause now he's going to every single show. Yeah, well, exactly. It's, <laughs> he's it's for the out. best that he <laughs> yeah. didn't see the very first one. Um, yeah. But he... Um, when I started doing comedy, just started coming up with names for comedy festival shows or like ideas for jokes. And sometimes he'll like tell me a joke and he's like, oh, this is like the funniest line I ever heard from like an instructor in the army. And I'm like, dad, yeah. that joke has been hack for like 50 years. That's crazy. Yeah. That you're, like, what if you said this? I'm like, but what? <laughs> no, that's a joke people make jokes about. That's that's yeah. wild. Um, but he would just like give me yeah names for comedy shows. And one day um, he was like, you should call a show. You should call your show. This is the last goldfish that I'm going to eat for you. And I wrote it down, just put it on the list. And I was like, okay, dad, sure, whatever. Um, and then this year I was looking for a title and I was like, hmm. <laughs> This might be out. the year, yeah, um, because it's yeah, it's about sort of like trying to blend in and and getting diagnosed with autism and like making friends and struggling to fit in socially for a long time, um, yeah, yeah. So it kind of works. It made me think the first thing that I th saw when I th when knowing a little bit about your show, being like, you know what, I probably would have eaten goldfish if my mates were eating goldfish just to fit in. Like, <laughs> I definitely would be around that. I tried to do this joke a while ago, and everyone it made everyone too sad. Where it was like, mums always are like, if you, all your mates were falling off a jumping off a bridge, would you be jumping? Oh, jumping off a cliff, would you be jumping off a cliff? And I'm like, man, if all my if everyone I know is jumping off a cliff. I'm not even in the group chat. Like, I'm not getting an invite. <laughs> like, I'm going to see the jumping off a cliff party on Instagram oh, the next day. I'm like, I would have been sad. so good at jumping off a cliff. Yeah, I think it's funny. Been invited me. <laughs> I know. I think it's funny, but, yeah, people get very sad about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I probably would have eaten a goldfish if someone had... Um, told me that they would be friends with me if I did. Yeah, that's low stakes though. I mean, yeah. fish you eat most of the time anyway. So I feel like that's fine. The problem with the title, not the problem, the reason it's a good title is that people do believe that I might have eaten a goldfish. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's a bit clickbaity. It's yeah. great. And <laughs> it's good when you, like when I do it in comedy clubs and stuff, people are like, aha, funny name for a comedy show. I showed up to yeah. a theatre in New Zealand in Wellington. I was at a theatre theatre and they were like, oh no. 
where is the goldfish? Yeah. <laughs> How many are you this going to art. eat? I know. I was like, oh, no, no, no. It's just stand up. I don't have any props. Like, I barely have house oh. music. Like, it's so fine. <laughs> the um, disappointment on their face would have been uh, palpable. Oh, no, they were incredibly relieved. They were like, oh, God, why oh, okay. did the, the festival, like, booked you? And they thought I was like some sort of weird fish eater. I guess because David Correos, who's a New Zealand comedian, um, has burnt everyone there because he he does eat weird shop weird stuff in his uh, shows. Okay, yeah. I mean, goldfish on on show. I feel like that's something you would see uh, in like an exhibition at the like modern art gallery. You would see oh, someone sure. just stand there eating, eating fish goldfish. every half every half an hour on the. It hour. is it is an expensive bit though because they cost like seven bucks each. You know. Yeah, true. You got to think something. Maybe mackerel's probably a bit better. That's way cheaper. Yeah, maybe sardines. You can get them by the tin type of thing, but yeah. it doesn't have the wriggly nature of a live fish, I suppose. Yeah, less exciting. Yeah. I mean, we are very excited for your show, but how did you actually decide that you wanted to to do comedy in the first place? Um, I always loved it when I was a teenager. I just didn't think of it as like an option. I don't know. I just, I guess, no one ever told me I couldn't do it, but for some reason in my brain, I just never thought it was like a viable career and I I, lo- I loved the gala and all the uplight sets when they were on TV and like they would get replayed on TV like later in the year and I would watch them again and I would like yeah. film my favorite um clips on my little iPod touch so that I could watch them again because I I don't it was like 2013 2014 like there was the clips were definitely online I just was so I just had no idea that you could access the clips online like I don't I don't know why downloading's come a long way I'd say in the last 10 years (laughs) it's just on YouTube I just like still felt like I wasn't allowed on the computer type of thing so it was like (laughs) this is my access to comedy um so when other comedians talk about their favorite comics and like their heroes and stuff being like Americans I'm like I don't know any of these guys like all my favorite comics are Australians and New Zealanders because that's who I grew up watching um and I had very limited access to music which I talk about in my show and even like very limited access I wasn't allowed to watch tv and I had very small collection of dvds so I had like the goodies box set and like okay. Secret Policeman's really Baseball, <laughs> like okay. Fred Dagg, Turungi Vice, and like um, the Billy T. I can't remember what show I had, but like a bunch of New Zealand sh- stuff, and then British yeah. stuff, and then like chicken. And then run. only the galas, and <laughs> yeah, and then it. the galas, yeah. So then yeah. I um I moved to Brisbane, and because I didn't drink. So I had no business in bars. Like they would go out like on Thursdays to like social night for colleges. So all the colleges would go into a specific bar on a Thursday Mm. night. And I would go out with them because I wanted to like make friends and be a part of it. But I, they, I don't know, people at the time, I think they felt weird about the fact that I wasn't drinking, but I was like, I feel fine. Like I'll hang out. Like I, I'm autistic. Like I can meet your energy. I start to feel drunk once you guys start getting drunk. Like I, I just, (laughs) I just, I just meet you where you are, baby. Like I'm, I'm a very cheap date. Um, Well, I mean, it's, it stops at a point by the time you're spitting on each other. Yeah. There's a level where I'm like, oh, uh, now I'm just sort of disgusted by this behavior and i think that's when you hit that level it's very quick it's like everything's going great everything's going great oh my god this is the worst why are you people acting like this? i am getting a garlic bread and i'm going home 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I was still like from the country. So I was just pleased that there were buses that ran at night. I was like, I'm having a great evening. I get to catch the bus. I get to eat some dominoes, get to listen to my podcast. Um, So I just like (laughs) hadn't better. Yeah. I hadn't made any friends um, my whole like first year of uni. And then I, I joined Twitter and I started following like some writers and people from Brisbane and stuff. And um, uh, comedian Ryan Sim, who now lives in Sydney, uh, I started following him and he, he made a, a tweet about how he was hosting an open mic at 4 p.m. on a Sunday. And I was like... Perfect I re- time for an open I literally, mic. I replied and I was like, the comedy hour. <laughs> and he yeah. was like, you should come down. And I came down and I watched. And then the next week I, I got up at that very same gig and oh, wow. I was like, oh, it was like 4 p.m. The sun was still out. The audience was only comedians. And I was like, I <laughs> yeah. never want to do anything else. This is it. Yeah, you <laughs> I found, found it. Yeah. So then yeah. I also just like finally had friends. I remember it must have been the year Felicity Ward's special had come out. It was either that year or the year after. It was called What If There's No Toilet? And it's about anxiety and IBS. And I was like, I already loved Felicity Ward from like the gala and <laughs> yeah. the uplates and stuff. And she was Relatable like... Relatable content though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I was like, oh, this is it. She's talking about all the stuff. <laughs> She's talking about all the stuff I want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was, it, it was a combination of that. Like I think... I think when people talk about representation as well, like I, there were women on the gala the entire time I was watching it and it still didn't feel like an option so much for me until I started being mm. like, oh, I am a woman and women are doing this. So like it, it, yeah. it, it is accessible to me. I am allowed. <coughs> now you mentioned something that you glossed over pretty quickly that I want to ask about because mm. you've written articles about it. You said that you'd be really excited because you get to take the bus home. Why do you love, what is the fascination with the most romantic form of transport, buses? Thank you for quoting me verbatim. I am, (laughs) people were so mad. I wrote this article about how much I love the bus and all the comments were like, oh, I prefer the train. It's like, cool, man, write your own article. Like this is (laughs) a very neutral opinion piece. This is me saying I like the bus and people being like, Oh, romantic form of public transport. I pity her partner. And it's like, okay, a bit more nuance on the word romance, if we could, please. I mean, there's a magic to the bus. I'm not fucking on the bus, you know? No. And Um, I think that's very much implied in the article as well. There's no. I think uh, so. there's no one is considering that after you've read the article, no one's thinking, oh, it's romantic in a, a love way. It's a romantic in a very different type of way. We need to do a study on the literal thinkers in internet comment sections. <laughs> yeah. Statistically speaking, we can't all have autism. Some of you <laughs> yeah. are being obtuse on purpose. That is, look, I would prefer to never do that study. I think the findings <laughs> would be absolutely disastrous for the future of humanity. Everyone's brain is just completely rotted and ruined beyond yeah. repair. Um, I just yeah. like grew up in country towns where you had to drive to go anywhere. Like I am fascinated by people who grew up in the city. I like moved to Melbourne and so many people were like, Oh, we don't drive. We don't know how to drive. We never learned how to drive. And I'm like, yeah. what? How did you like lose your virginities? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Buses, obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. How, how, how were you guys hanging out if you weren't? Making out in the backseat of cars <laughs> or like in the middle of paddocks, like, you know. Well, arg- arguably, you don't have to be able to drive to be able to make make out in the backseat of a car. 
True, but it is more suspicious when you want to get in one, you know? <laughs> it is very weird, yeah. It's a yeah, weird thing to be thing like, to I'm do. just going to get in the car. It's like, why? That's... Yeah. You, you, you can't drive it. Why do you need the keys? That makes no sense. <laughs> People who grew up in the city fascinate me. Like, what do you yeah. mean you could just, like, go places alone? Like, yeah. I, I could, like, go into the... By, like, the end of high school, I could, like, go into sort of the town centre by myself. But it was, like, a 40-minute walk, like, yeah, in and then... It's... 40 minutes back, you know, like it's a day. <coughs> All right, well, we're going back to your perfect sick day. Now, okay. you, you need to get out of work. So yeah. what would be your excuse to get out of work for the day? I guess it depends now. Uh, we're thinking back then, because now obviously you're a comic. So getting out of work would probably suck. Well, <laughs> yeah, I also work, um, I, I sometimes work for the courts during the day. I like record the audio. Okay. Which, again, people are like, how is that not your worst job? And I was like, you have no idea how bad that pub was. <laughs> um, at least yeah. I get to sit down while I watch harrowing, you know, court details and, like, sexual yeah. assault cases. Um, yeah, not so, the most lighthearted. <laughs> no. And so I'm a, like, I was a casual then, too, but I was also, like, so still so in the, like, school mindset and so scared of getting in trouble that I didn't really understand that I'm allowed to just say I'm not working today because I'm a yeah. casual, like yeah. And I think they they were a really toxic workplace. They would like really have like guilted me into it, and it would have worked because they that's why they hired me because I was an 18 year old girl who they could <laughs> guilt into things. They knew you wouldn't take a sick day. Now I'm like I'm a casual. I tell you when I work, like so. Yeah. <laughs> You've um, really worked out the system quite well. Yeah, but uh, diarrhea is always a good option. Um, yeah. you can just say that no one's keen to ask follow-up questions. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I can come it's... in if you want, but I will shit myself. And they're like, no, no, no worries. No worries. Um, so that's, that, you know, that's a, that's a good option. That's, um, that, that's definitely one of the options that we've had on the pod where it's like, that's the end of the conversation. No one's end of the conversation. It's done. It's, it's done. It's that it. But I would say that you've actually cheated the system even better by just realizing that you actually don't have to turn up to work. I kind of, I like that as an excuse. If I had like a part-time or a, a full-time job where it's like you have to go every day, it's like, yeah. I, would, I would need the excuse more so. But now I'm a casual, so I can just say, I can't. Um, and I have frequently been like, I, I actually did want to work today, but I'm in the <laughs> hospital. Uh, and they're yeah. like, I see that you are. Yep, I see that you're in the hospital. There's the medical certificate. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry. Enough. I was like texting my court job on the way to the hospital to get my appendix out. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not oh, going to be able to work tomorrow. And someone texted me being like, hey, are you logging in today? And I was like, because I had texted the person who wasn't working that day. And I was like, yeah. I'm going into surgery right now. I've been screaming <laughs> for like eight hours straight. Like, no, <laughs> no, so I'm not. Like, Maybe I'll come in. I'm I unsure. Am... I might come in later. <laughs> I'm not logging on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think diarrhea is a good call or like with the court job during the pandemic, this was a crazy call. This was like hard lockdown. The first time on, are you okay day? They just sent out an email, mass email that just said, are you okay? And I, and it was like, yes or no. And I hit that was no. It. Yeah. <laughs> I hit no because I was like, yeah, who the fuck is okay right now? Like, <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. 
have you ever heard of the pandemic? <laughs> yeah. yeah, everything is so awful. It's it's offensive to me that you've even asked this question with no follow up, no help, yeah, no just a ideas. yes or no option. What and a joke! I think someone tried to contact me to ask follow ups, but I just like didn't reply to it because I was like, no, fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. What, it, what are you doing? I would rather you didn't acknowledge Are You Okay Day if this is what you're going to do. Like, yeah, just pretend. Don't just, don't send out a mass email to every single employee being like, are you okay? Yes, no, we don't actually care. Yeah, just act like you don't care about my mental health because I know that you don't. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, just pretend. But it is like a really harrowing job where I have watched like hours and hours of child sexual assault and like cases and murder and um yeah it's just like hearing a really lot of really heavy content so it is pretty much like a job where i can be like i can't do it today and there are no yeah, questions also who, who is okay in that type of job who, like, who is okay you know, That's the other like, thing. even if there wasn't a pandemic that would be a crazy email to send yeah <laughs> We really do take a left turn here because we're saying what's the worst and then straight away we're like, all right, let's just do happy things from now on okay, the podcast. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not a big night, thankfully. It's a big day. Baraka Performance, um, they haven't quite sponsored this segment, but maybe one day they will. We're hoping. Okay. But we want a song that will pump you up for the day, that put you that puts you in good stead. So what would be your pump-up song to start off the day just right? Um, okay, so it's the, the Sasquatch cover of Coca-Cola by Little Red. Um it's got to be the Sasquatch version because it's got so many brass instruments in it. And it's just, it's the best. It's my walk-on song for my festival show. It's, That's it's just, awesome. it's, it's the perfect song. And are you a big Sasquatch fan? Cause I've heard some of their mu music, but I haven't actually heard this cover of Coca-Cola. Oh, you should listen to the cover. I, Sasquatch were the first band I ever saw live because they okay. came to Toowoomba and did like a fucking, like a set behind a youth center in a sand pit. Like it was not Incredible. a venue. It was not a stage. It was yeah. not a band. Like it was, it was a, it was like freezing cold into Woomba <laughs> in the middle of winter. And this fucking yeah. band who have so many members, they can't, they couldn't even all stay on the place they were supposed to stay. So like in at, the sand pit. At one point we're like mid song and the, the lead singer whose name I forget, but she's amazing. Um, was like, where's the trombone? Where's our trombone? Like, I think <laughs> she was saying his name. And then the trombone like pops up in the middle of the audience and everyone's like, yes, <laughs> it was Oh, I loved it so much. Um, I so mean, what an exciting venue. I mean, it just brings such an environment to uh, behind like a Behind youth an alley in a fucking like, it was a youth center that was like not, it had been turned into a, like a youth center and like a dance school kind of thing. But they had like art exhibitions and stuff. They were trying to like really Melbourne up Toowoomba a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they did, they did a pretty good job. We, we got a, um, a, like a wall, like a, a graffiti art festival. Like and mural. we have like very cool murals and stuff in Toowoomba now. Yeah. Like a lot of alleyway cafes and stuff. But they were like organizing these like sort of little mini concerts to like fight yeah. off midwinter depression. I, we went to another <laughs> one with my sister. It was in a, a milk shed. So it was like, Weird venue. Very yeah. weird venue. That one, my parents had to drop us off. Uh, actually, my parents had to yeah, drop us off at both, but it was like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, we. my parents like, you sure you want to go in here? And we were like, yes, I think yeah. so. Was Who like, was performing in, in a, a milkshake? I can only I assume it was Cream. I can't remember, but it was a, it was like a punk band. It was like a heavy metal 
kind of <laughs> in outfit. In a milk shed. In a milk shed. I don't remember. Bizarre. I didn't like it. I didn't like it as much as I liked Sasquatch. I remember that. But I, it was just fun to be like in a room with people. It was like very. It was like yeah. under. They were underage gigs as well, so it was very like a bunch of 15, 16 year olds pretending like that this is a proper concert type of thing. Yeah. I once went to um, uh, ballpark music in oh, what a Brisbane. Band. They're my favorite band. I, yeah, I've the seen best. them like five or six times. They're like they're my only band where I'm like, I know their whole discography type of thing. I just went to see yeah. them a few weeks ago, actually. Um, yeah, on on their most recent tour, I saw yeah, it as well. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. So good, man. They're so good. Um, but I, I went to see them with my friend. So it was must have been our first year of uni. So we had moved to Brisbane. Oh no, he was still in Toowoomba, but he and a couple of my other friends had come down to Brisbane for the concert. But they were not eighteen yet, and I was. So I was in the like. Um, you know, the standard section. standard section. Yeah. And he and another one of our friends was up in the like balcony with all the kids. And then he got kicked out for like being drunk and um, yeah. like pushing like a 13 year old. And I was like, oh, God. I'm pretending I didn't come with you. I don't know if this yeah, is bad friendship, no. <laughs> but I paid for the ticket. I'm watching the show. I'm not. It's also ballpark. I, I like, I wouldn't leave ballpark if my mate got kicked out. I'd no, stay. There's some no. concerts I would leave. I would yeah. not be leaving ballpark. That's for if, sure. If it was a, any other band that he would have taken me to, because he, that particular friend is the reason I've seen um, he is also a musician. His stage name is Flamingo Blonde. Anyone is a fan. Um, okay, cool. he, I used to love going to concerts with him when I was a teenager because I didn't care about music that much, but he really did. And he's like a music yeah. journalist now and he's a musician. So I just loved watching him love music. Like it was yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, being swept there away. There was something so enjoyable about him having the best time and me just being in the orbit of someone having the best time. <laughs> yeah. um, just getting, it's their energy again. You're just soaking it all in. Totally. Yeah. We went to Splendor in the Grass when we were 17. Uh, My mum like let wow. two 17 year old boys drive me into state. And she's like, I can't believe I did that. And I was like, I was incredibly depressed. You were doing whatever. Uh, got <laughs> <Yeah>. me <laughs> through the you weekend. You were making work. <laughs> you, were, you were doing a great job, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> but he, like any other concert, if it, if it had been, one that he'd brought me to. Like I've seen Violent Soho like three times, none of which oh. particularly on purpose. But if he had gotten kicked out of any other concert, I would have You'd left be because he would have been the reason I was there. But Ballpark, I was like, I actually, this is for me. Violent so Soho as well. I think they've stopped touring at this time, but their their audience, quite aggressive. Very. Not, not a chilled audience. Ballpark, very chilled audience. Very relaxed. Everybody's stoned. We're just <laughs> yeah. swaying to them, just singing. We know all the lyrics. It's adorable. Violent yeah. Soho. <laughs> Oh, uh, was it Bion Soho or uh, Dizzy Death Rays or DMTs? Uh, the DMAs. DMAs. Someone like heavy. I got fully pushed flat to the ground. Like I was like, I was standing up and then I was flat. Like I didn't. Oh, it's my probably knees Dizzy Death Rays. <laughs> my knees didn't bend. Someone pushed me back up and I was upright again. <laughs> my friend Mitchell broke his glasses. I was like, why are we here? Like, I don't even know these yeah. guys. <laughs> Let's go to a concert, not WrestleMania, please. Yeah, yeah. Help, help. <coughs> I had a question for you. Now, mm. I understand that you used to live with Bronwyn Cuss, yes. who has come on the show. I need to ask this because this is a music-related question. Bronwyn said that she loves not having music in the car. Her song choice was no songs. 
<laughs> That's pretty classic. My song choice would probably be that song and then an audiobook, to be fair. So <laughs> yeah, I, um, okay. she would play she would play Dolly Parton when we were in the car together. I didn't realize she was okay. doing that for me. I just yeah. <laughs> I think so. It sounds like she just loves the silence and like a lot of like Big Macs on the floor of the car. That yeah, seemed to be the accurate. vibe. Yeah. She <laughs> yeah. she is truly an enigma. I'm like so confused by her lack yeah. of need for stimulus like she doesn't she doesn't need something to be playing all the time she doesn't need to always be talking to someone she's very hard to contact if anything that was mostly what i was sad about when she moved out i was like god i'm never gonna see her again (laughs) she she has never replied to a text in her life People sometimes book her through me. Like, they'd be like, do you want a gig? Yeah. And then I'd be like, that you yeah. know Bronwyn. Yeah, and they'd be like, does Bronwyn want a gig? And I'd go to the next room and be like, do you want this gig? Like, that's how she was accessible <laughs> to me when she was in the next room. That's uh, great. She... I can understand that from speaking to her as well. Yeah, yeah. Although she has just texted me because um, I'm looking after her dog this weekend. So she... Oh, that's great. She did mention her dog on her perfect sick day as well. Yeah. my Honestly, my perfect sick day would also probably involve her dog. Yeah. <laughs> I, I miss uh, her so much. <laughs> um, she used to live, yeah, like I used to live, I lived with her all through the pandemic and then they moved out and now I'm dogless. And so now she comes yeah. over sometimes and she like sleeps on my bed and I listen to oh. her snoring in the night. And the I'm dog, like, not Bronwyn, right? The, yeah, dog, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, just guy right. Um, no, yeah, the dog just snoring in my little ear all night is yeah. just so soothing to me. Yeah, um, it's... So I guess I'm getting in the car, I'm playing Coca-Cola by Sasquatch, then I'm I'm putting on a Terry Pratchett audiobook, I'm going around to Bronwyn's, I'm picking up Winnie. Okay, so what would be your your perfect meal in in your local area to to really um, start off the day really well? Is it, does it have to be breakfast? Because I feel like I... No, it can be any any meal. I've never eaten breakfast... uh, whatever like, no i i've eaten breakfast but it's it's i uh, i've never had Not it the at highlight. the appropriate time i uh, okay um so i'm realizing that like it's crazy to be told you're autistic and then two years later be like oh yeah the symptoms of autism really affect my life <laughs> like <laughs> like the black yeah, and white thinking is clicking. crazy because like for years mm. i was like i don't like to eat like when I would have to get up early like for school I would feel like too sick to eat anything that early in the morning I really am designed to be nocturnal um <laughs> sounds that way I really I need this career to, to get more successful quicker because I thrive when I'm just working at night um <laughs> but I like I would feel too sick and then now when like during comedy festival and stuff I, I like wake up at noon and I'm like well I can't have breakfast but no. I can't not have breakfast. Too late. Because breakfast is the most important meal of the day, which is something that's been s- fucking drilled into my poor fucking brain. So then for just <laughs> yeah. hours, I'm like, oh, God, what do I do? And I haven't eaten anything, which is not helping the thought process. So I have had to, like, t- like, and also, like, breakfast is just breaking your fast. It's just the first meal you eat after you wake up. So it doesn't, it actually doesn't matter what time you eat it. So I've started being like waking up, you know, during comedy festival, like wake up at noon, eat Sultana brand. And that is now breakfast. Like if you eat Sultana <laughs> brand at 3 p.m. Because that's the first meal. Still, still breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> like it's. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm stressed about breakfast. I'm stressed yeah. about food in general because um, I'm autistic and textures and pickiness and, and, and such. 
Um, that makes sense. So it doesn't have to be breakfast. We're saying that you've had your Sultana brand. You're not worrying about that. You get to choose a meal that you actually enjoy. Okay. Well, then probably like um, Caprese salad or something. There's like a pizza place on Ligon Street that has like really great burrata. Um, oh, or yeah. um, just like ice cream. <laughs> just Okay. Just straight ice cream. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, people don't do that enough, having ice cream for lunch. I think it is something that is frowned upon by society and should be brought in as something that is normalized. That's another thing about adulthood. You can eat ice cream whenever. <laughs> like, it's it's wild. Yeah. yeah, I think I really realized that when I moved out of home and I was like, if I want to just have lollies for dinner, I mean, I can do that. You like, can. no one's going to say no. And then I did it and I felt ill and I never did it again. But, you know, you can do oh. it whenever you want to. <laughs> I, have a, I have a dopamine deficient brain, so I never learned that lesson. I was always like, chocolate will make <laughs> yeah. me feel better. Um, also, that I wasn't allowed sugar or junk food very much as a kid. Like a very oh, okay. healthy ingredients household, which I think I understand the thought process behind it. I personally would not do that to a kid if I was having one because <laughs> yeah. it meant that... They like they still have not lost any novelty for me. Like I assume it'll wear yeah, off at some so point, excited. but it's still like that's all I want at the shops, kind of thing. Like my my mother still lives for ice cream, so I don't think it ever wears off. Thank yes, good, all right. Emma Holland, there's hope. Has recently moved to Brisbane, but when she lived, um, when she lived in Melbourne, she and her partner Duncan would occasionally text me and be like, "We're getting dessert," and they would just pick me up and take me to the ice cream place. <laughs> take- that, that is the best outing that anyone could ever have. It's true. It was like they were my fun, um, like, godparents. They just, like, yeah. pick me up Ice like I'm time. a small child and, like, buy me yeah. a, a cup, a cone of Dolce de Leche from, like, um, what is it? Gelato Messina. Um, okay, I was going to ask, do you have a specific flavor and a specific place that you'd want? Is it Dolce like de Leche the Dolce from de Messina? Dolce de Leche from Messina, okay. yeah. That's my preferred. Um, it's also, like, when I was uh, in Toowoomba, the... Uh, gelatissimo that opened like on the corner of Margaret Street was open till like 10.30 or 11. So it was like the only oh, late, thing late that was ice cream. O- open at night. So it was like, that's where the teens are hanging out, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. You do a fucking late night choir of Steadford or whatever, you're getting, you're getting gelatissimo on the way home. Um, I reckon I would have been so much cooler in school if all we did was hang out at ice cream places. I reckon I would have been the coolest kid in school because ice I cream, had, I can do that. I had such a quaint adolescence like like, genuinely i sound like i grew up in the 50s i'm like oh we have we went to the milk bar after our like (laughs) study hall because it was open till 10 30 late night 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 adventures oh my goodness okay so a caprese salad and ice cream obviously it's got to be dolce de leche messina we're having (laughs) as many scoops as possible i'm so sorry it's a a weird combination (laughs) Uh, salad and ice cream but also um, some form you know of what? meal probably like chips and guac i have my favorite kind of meals <laughs> are just a like a so like just rant like olives and cherry tomatoes yeah. and like bits of cheese and like a piece of ham and like a quesadilla like just like a collection of after like school a tapas snacks. style yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say and it's the weirdest meal i've ever heard of olive bits of cheese and maybe half a quesadilla yeah that's yeah it's it's look it's unique danielle walker sometimes is like 
do you want to come in? Like we're at an, like a crowded event and she's like, do you want to go in the corner and eat cherry tomatoes? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I do. That's you our bring culture. Your own, <laughs> That's own little all, basket of cherry tomatoes. Culture. Yeah. It's too loud in yeah. here. Let's eat some tomatoes. Chukasiki. <laughs> You've had your lunch and now in the afternoon, like Ferris Bueller, I can kind of guess that you want to go see some type of natural feature, maybe the 12 Apostles. Did you have somewhere in mind where you'd want to go for your afternoon activity? Well, I have, I've been to the 12 Apostles now. I just drove, because I, I did a cross stitch of them and I wanted to take a picture of the cross stitch in front of them. So I just drove like four hours to take a photo and drove back oh again. Oh my God, that's And everyone it. was like, why did you do this? And I was like, I like audiobooks. So four hours in the <laughs> yeah, car is this not, was great. It's not a big deal. Um, but I have been there before, um, but I haven't been to Phillip Island. I, I would love to look at the penguins. That's, okay. Yeah. Phillip Island. Are you a big penguin fan? Like Happy Feet was your number one movie in 2006. Happy Feet stressed me out greatly, but I do remember seeing it at the movies. <laughs> Um, I was like, oh God, how are we going to come back from this? Turns out <laughs> yeah. we're not. Uh, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> global warming is uh, not getting fixed. Um, no, unfortunately not. My entire childhood, they were like, there'll be more ex you know, more extreme weather events in your lifetime on the news and shit. And now they're like, why are all young people so anxious? It's like, you told us we were dying! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all well, as a <laughs> for a decade! <laughs> As a person where floods follow you everywhere, I can understand why oh, you know. feel a bit a bit stressed when, about it. When they said some extreme weather events, I didn't think they meant all the weather events would be <laughs> yeah. extreme. I'm just yeah. <laughs> in a constant state of peril. Um, yeah. Even when it's not like even when I just go to Sydney, I get drenched. I'm never I'm never dry in the city of Sydney. I'm yeah, just... it's a real shame because we don't often, I mean, besides La Nina, we didn't have a whole heap of rain. In fact, drought was kind of our thing for like 20 years. Um, so you really, you're just bringing Not the floods with you. Not since I started going there. Yeah. I am a flood magnet. Um, we, need, we need you at, at Warragama Dam. That's what we really need. Every time I go to Sydney, I get drenched by a passing bus driver driving through a gutter puddle why would your love do this to you i don't know i don't i know i know i know i'm like a, <laughs> i don't trust the sydney buses <laughs> then they're making you evidently when i'm on them i do I, I clearly when i'm off the bus i don't believe in the bus when i'm on the bus yeah. i believe in the bus it's like a, it's like a magical you have to summon one you can't trust that they'll show up but once you're on one exciting <laughs> it's fantastic. you're in motion now <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're going to go to Phillip Island, hang out with the penguins. Now, do you want a cameo? Do you want someone to come with you? Are, are you doing this solo? What would you prefer? Um, well, my mum was supposed to go with me last time she was here, but we ended up not going. Um, cause the reason she was here was cause she was on carer's leave. Cause I had a mental breakdown after I got my appendix out. <laughs> um, so yeah, she, not a great time. There were a couple of days where we were like fun. And then I was back in the bottom of the PTSD chasm. So we didn't get to go. Yeah. Um, but so I would like to go with her or with Bromwyn or, um, Emma or Danielle, any of the people I have mentioned in this podcast, I would absolutely. <laughs> I would happily so go to Phillip you, Island with. <laughs> it's your mum and a whole bunch of female comedians. Yeah, essentially. That's yeah. great. Mostly the autistic ones who would appreciate the penguins the most. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favourite type of penguin? Fairy penguin, surely. It's, yeah, I mean, rightly so. I don't think there's they're an the... answer. Although I, I like the, what's it, macaroni penguins? 
Oh, what are they? Are they the ones with the feathers in their ears? I think so. I want to say so, yes. Maybe I'm oh, saying the I name wrong. The I'm, I'm hoping so. I think they're called little penguins now, but fairy penguin was perfect. Like, I don't think, like, they're this big. Like <laughs> <laughs> They're so bite-sized. It's so fun. They're fairy. They're so cute. Yeah. They're the perfect size for penguins. Um, <laughs> have you seen those pictures where, like, a man knits a little jumper for the penguins because they're all covered no. in oil? Oh, my, okay. You have to send me a picture of this. This sounds absolutely fantastic. Penguins and jumpers, man. It's it's the best. I I don't think these ones have jumpers on, but um, you know, they're still penguins, and that's yeah, they're still great, exciting. That's okay, a great that, day. That sounds pretty great. My now, actually, no, my favorite activity to do with my parents is to go to a zoo or a wildlife park because they do this thing. I don't know that they know they do it, but it's my favorite thing in the world is to just watch them anthropomorphize the animals. Like yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they give, yeah. they do little bits. Like <laughs> they, my parents start like doing like radio play as though they <laughs> are the animals. Like, like, oh, this that is what is this guy's saying. Like insane with animals. Yeah. We went the to Dr. a Seuss, wildlife park great. in Canada. Yeah. And my dad was like doing a little play with the otter. Like the otter kept coming out of his house and going around the pool and then going yeah. back in the house. And he was like, oh, there's another otter in that house who's telling him to go out and find some fish. And he goes out and he's like, I'm looking for fish. I'm looking for fish. There are no <laughs> yeah. fish here. And he's like, go out and look again. And I was like, I could listen to you do this all day, oh, dad. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, your parents sound pretty fantastic. <laughs> I love them very much. <laughs> <coughs> I'm going to recap your perfect day to you and you tell me okay. what you think about it. So you start off the day in your worst possible job. You're a bartender <laughs> at a terrible club in the a terrible pub in the in the valley. It's just awful. Oh no, I'm back in Brisbane. How am I going to get to Phillip Island in one day? Uh, it's magic. Don't worry. You can commandeer a plane if you really need. Now, <laughs> you're getting out of work for the day and your excuse is if you really have to it's diarrhea, diarrhea but realistically, you just say, "Hey, I'm casual. I'm not turning up. It's not happening yeah. today." And then in your car, you're going to play Sasquatch, their cover of Coca-Cola. You're going to go listen to an audio book as well. But before you can drive out to Phillip Island to have a a big afternoon, you're going to have to have, and this is together, a caprese (laughs) salad and then ice cream, Dolce Dolce de Leche from Gelato Messina, which is the most unique combination we've ever had and then in the afternoon you're gonna fill up island with mum and pretty much every female comedian how does that sound yep. as your perfect day off i mean i sound like a psycho but it does sound very enjoyable to me um it, I, as long as you love it that's the main thing i also like i feel like i i would in, like some some form of romantic kiss at the end if we're doing ferris bueller i feel like yeah, that okay. would be nice i'm a big fan of a kiss do you have a person um, in mind, like a, a celebrity kiss or crush <laughs> that you're like, oh, you know what? Wouldn't I had Angelina Jolie the other week. That was exciting. Who said that? Uh, it was Mark Adams. He's a German comedian. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I have no one in mind. I just like... It's probably for uh, the best. Just like kissing. Preferably yeah. someone I like, I guess, in this scenario. Yeah. Ideally. I mean, you don't really want to be kissing someone you don't like. That's a pretty awkward yeah, situation. Yeah, that's bad news. But yeah. I was um, kissless for like two years and then I, um, I've rediscovered that uh, the joys of kissing and now I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Big you guys were advocate. right about this. So good. Yeah, the best get behind part. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you <laughs> finish me. off the day. Grace Jarvis, big kissing advocate. That's big me. Big kissing advocate. So the, the biggest virgin in all of comedy. <laughs> so you're ending the day with that Hollywood kiss and <laughs> to round it off. I do. I love the Ferris Bueller one. It's very yeah. cute. 
You, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today. We're so excited to see you at the Fringe in Edinburgh. Thank you so much for joining us on Chucking a Sicky. Thanks for having me. Sorry for who I am. <coughs> well, there you have it. The perfect day off for Grace Jarvis. I've always wanted to go and see the penguins at Phillip Island, and you'll be happy to know that there is such thing as a macaroni penguin. I looked it up and it, it turns out it's real, I promise. Uh, Grace's combo, though, of caprese salad and ice cream, though, uh, was uh, unique, to say, to say the least. Make sure to grab your tickets to see Grace at Edinburgh Festival Fringe and her show, This Is The Last Goldfish That I'm Ever Going To Eat For You. Links to the tickets are in the description below. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow us on the socials, Chuck and Asiki Podcast, and join us next week for another perfect day off on Chucking a Sickie.